Blog Talk Radio. Schedule, which is hilarious because uh, 
Pyro class is uh, very uh, loosely structured, shall we say. It's a loose game, isn't it? It's just it, you oh, flip it, cards it, over and it, you try to match. No, it's not. It's, or not match, but you just you just flip over cards and you try to have the best hand. Yeah, but it's a lot of pushing and, and it's a very social game. Needless to say, um, we're very social. I'm learning a lot about the Asian culture, though. Because a lot of uh, students are actually students with me, my blackjack class, and uh, um, I'm very close with three of them. Mimi is this cute little uh, Cambodian, like, 19-year-old girl. She's adorable. One of the uh, the other dealers jokes, and uh, I don't think it's a good idea. He just pick her up because she's, like, 60 pounds. Put her on top of the table as an ornament and just give it to the player who wins. Oh, okay. I thought it was going somewhere else. I thought you were going somewhere else. Sure, that's clean enough, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, a cute little ornament. Oh, gosh. But she's she's absolutely adorable. She's, like, 20 years old. I don't know how you can – you can't play casino games until you're 21. You can deal. Well, you can't legally drink until you're 21, but But I think you can serve alcohol at 18. Which makes no sense. Makes no sense. As long as you're not taking shots behind the bar. I mean, obviously you probably are, but just don't get caught. Right. So, um, yeah. So there's Mimi, um, my friend Tina, who uh, Tina's the best. Because today I was seriously about to fall asleep, and Tina introduced me to something called Vietnamese iced coffee. Mm, Describe it. It is sweet and strong and delicious and yeah. Speaking of coffee, I went. I met this girl uh, on like Uh-oh. Monday. No, it's not like Hold on. Oh, I'm just going to get the last one. And right, okay. I'm going to let you know. Well, I was just going to tell a coffee my, story. My, my boy, I want to give a shout out to my boy Hugh. Hugh is, I think he's Asian. I can't remember where from. I think he's, he actually might be Chinese. Uh, but yeah, Hugh, Hugh Tina, and uh, Mimi. And, I'm, and Tina's teaching me all about Asian culture. And China what have you learned so far about Asian culture? Uh, Vietnamese tea is freaking awesome. Um... Get it real cheap in the Asian markets. She's she's gonna hook me up with some. She's gonna give me some condensed milk and some uh, cafe monde. What mm. they use? Delicious. Okay. But anyway, um. Why well, I see. Yeah. She told me uh, best Korean uh Korean barbecue place. Okay. Yeah. Where's that? Sure. It's uh called Ten Nine in Chinatown. Did you pronounce that right? Ten Nine or X. X-I-X, I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you pronounced it right. That's what I was asking. Yeah, but it's called 10-9, and yeah. apparently it's a buffet, and Korean barbecue, and it's delicious. Sounds but good. I don't want it to trample over your story. No, I didn't have Sorry. much of a story. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It, it's, rare, it's rare that Garrett is, talks about uh, any of the young ladies he meets, so let's, let's have well, a I'm not going to talk about her. I was just going to talk about coffee, because you mentioned you had uh, some kind of Chinese coffee. Vietnamese. Okay. And Vietnamese coffee. There it is. And um, so I met her. So we went, we just were hanging out. And then we went to Starbucks. And I've only been to Starbucks once before in my life. So I don't know, I don't know how to order. <laughs> so she ordered me some, I don't know, some bullshit, <laughs> some bullshit thing with a bunch of crap in it. And it was pretty good. Like it had whipped cream and caramel and all these things. It like a milkshake. Yeah, I don't know what it was. She, Coffee milkshake. Some, something. But it was pretty good. So, um, Am I going to go back to Starbucks? I don't know. That's probably not by myself. That's not a question on my mind. Yeah. Are you going to see this girl again? Maybe. Possibly. Oh, you might like her? No, not real. Well, I'll tell you off the air some funny things that she told me. So. And everything kind of worked out. Yeah, it was all right. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
I'm gonna tell you some of the, something that's funny that she said, but I can't share it. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys real quick. Uh, I met my girlfriend um, online on uh, a certain website that I'm not gonna mention. Um, I think we but, mentioned it before, but yeah, don't but, mention it. Yeah, now. but Gar- but Gary also uses the same website, and I've had quite a few horror stories with that website. And oh, for before sure. before I met my girlfriend, my girlfriend's amazing. She's a sweetheart. How you she doing, Jen? Hope you're listening. Um, but um, before then, oh my God, I met some nightmares. And um, Gary was telling me a few stories, and <laughs> they sounded very familiar. Why I don't? Yeah. Envy him being single. No, but this is this was fun. She was cool, so we'll see. I mean, am I going to see her again? Listen, with, with me, I never know. Sometimes they don't want to see me. Sometimes I don't see them. Sometimes. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, you're still young. Uh, not that young. Twenty nine now. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm still young, so I got a lot to look forward to. Speaking of uh, somebody who doesn't have a lot to look forward to in Philadelphia, should we get to the lead story? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, take it off. All right. So as everybody heard, Chase Utley, uh, world bleeping champions, Chase Utley has been traded to. Who? 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 Can I say the word? Yeah. World fucking champion. No, no, no. Yeah, that was the other quote. Um, when he was an all-star in New York, they booed him. Like, boo, Uh-oh. boo, and, and they called it off box. He's like, fuck you. Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even hear about that one. Oh, before. God, yeah. That was the, I think it was either Shea or Yankee, but one of them. Nice. They, or no, it was, I think it was the city. I think it was the new, uh, right when they opened the Mets ballpark. Yeah, well, they're going to boo anything there. Right, but 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 he was for the National League. He was starting, and it's like, boo, boo, who do you think you are? No, yeah, I'd say the same, I would say the same thing. So, anyway, so. For everybody listening who already loved Chase Utley, just gives you a little something extra that he told the Mets to go fuck off, basically. Um, yeah, sorry we're getting a little saucy on that show. Nah, it's okay. I'm it's usually it's the a one late to... show, so yeah. now only the adults are up to listen. No children. I'm usually the one in control, and I usually temper that stuff. I'm too tired to care. Yeah. So this is going to be the curse show, so we're going to let everything fly. It's just going to go. So anyway, so he's gone. He's to L.A. now. Um, joining my boy Jimmy, of course. So... Let me ask you this, just to start off before we talk about what we got in return. Yeah, because uh, you know I'm going to go on the Yeah, I know you're going to go on with the prospects. That's your thing. Well, no, we only have one of the – well, real quick, I'm going to say this. Uh, we, we're getting back two prospects, and only one of them has been named at this point. I'm saying the other one's going to be named within 24 hours. So okay. It's an incomplete trade, but I'll give you the information right, I do have. Right, don't fill it out. So, real fast, let me just, just ask you a, a question as a fan. Uh, I'm sure a bunch of other fans maybe thought about it. So now that they have the Dodgers have Jimmy Rollins and Chase Utley, and obviously the Phillies are out of contention because you're rooting in Trisco to the Dodgers. Yeah, I guess. Or is it just really doesn't matter? It's a question. I mean, it's a I question. hear you. I I, I well, baseball. I, I mean, the Dodgers are a contender, so. Yeah, I mean, it's just tough to root for them just because they're, they're, they're almost like the Yankees. They're the New Yankees. Well, they haven't won a World Series since what, right, 1970-something? But, but their payroll is twice the amount of every other team in baseball. Well, yeah, but they don't have the rings to show for it, so. But but it was the same thing when um, the Yankees went through their losing streak when they didn't win a title. Yeah. Um, It's hard to root for a team that, that goes out and spends So money. you're still going to root for Kansas City or – What's it not? Well, they're a small market team in contention. I mean, Yeah, I, I don't really care about money. I think about the other contenders. The I Angels are a big market I team. I don't really care about money that much. I probably will root for the Dodgers, knowing me. I I I am always I'm, I'm secretly always for the Dodgers, even for uh, Jimmy trade, and I think it's because I really like Adrian Gonzalez. He's one of my favorite players in baseball. He's a good first baseman. Uh, 
Uh, I'm not a huge fan. I mean, he's a good ball player. I, I don't care either well, way. Nice um, but, um, I mean, definitely with Jimmy up there, which is another point. I mean, I like Utley. He was a great player. But we all know if you, you can get rid, you can get rid of Jimmy, you could survive getting rid of Ali. You know what I mean? Well, I the whole the whole thing is now we have no leadership. But I think that leadership is overblown, and you've blown this team up. You got Ryan Howard still on the team. Um, let's get rid of that yeah, leadership. Yeah, leadership doesn't matter when you're uh, forty games out of first place. And let's let's, let's get rid of Ryan Howard. Well, Howard's Howard. another issue because of his contract. Well, absolutely. But I mean, I'm I'm ready to pay it all. We can get some decent prospects. So, um. We only have one prospect named in the Utley deal, and his name is Darnell Sweeney. He is a guy who does a lot, a little of everything and a lot of little. Um, he has a lot of stolen bases, but he gets caught a lot. Uh, very average uh, fielder. They think that he's got the speed to play center, but right now he's a second baseman. He's rated as a good second baseman. Um, it's going to be blocked a bit there. Uh, our second-round pick. His name is Ben Kingery, and uh, he was just outside the top 100 prospects in baseball. Um, also, he was number, this kid was number 13th ranked on uh, the Dodgers um, prospect list. I don't even think he's going to be in our top 20 because I was looking at it uh, when Garrett got here. Jesse Biddle's already at 19, and he is a really good prospect. I mean, he. he I, I, they have some question marks there. Like they have F, they have Lively, Eflin, and uh, Lively, Eflin, and uh, Wendell above Biddle, which I disagree. Well, with. the thing with Biddle is, uh, like you said, he had the Tommy John surgery, which set him back. And at this point, he's been drafted three, four years ago. So, but he was drafted out of high school. So he's yeah, only, he's a younger guy. He's only twenty three, twenty four. He's already in Double A, pushing. I think he might actually even be Triple A. Yeah. But I mean, right now he, he's struggling a bit, but he's still young for the. Um, well, just because he's rated 19th doesn't mean that he has no shot. To oh, make of course the big not. Leagues. Of course not. But my point with Wendell, with guys like Wendell and uh, Lively, especially, and uh, Eflin, Eflin's got a little more upside than those guys. But those two guys, uh, I think they're they're very solid. Um, right. They're going to be major league pitchers. I think they're going to be in, guys who are called inning seekers, like Joe Blanton types. They have very little upside, but they're going to be contributors, which is not a, which is not a problem. But I just think Biddle's got a shot to be like a, a good solid number two, number three, solid starter. He's not going to be Nola. Right. Not, uh, Nola's, Nola's been struggling the last couple of starts, but he still has Nola. the upside. I mean, he will because he's young, he's rookie, so he's going to have Nola's, Nola's got the Nola's the only one I see with ace potential. Or, yeah, I don't, I don't well, think that's not true. The kid we ace. got, the kid we got in the Hamels deal has a shot to be an ace, but he's a converted infielder, so it's going to take right. It's a long shot. Um. I, for one, am happy that we only got one prospect back right now because all we have to do is get a scouting report on one prospect. Going back going well, back to the means, Hamill show. <laughs> that means that, guess what? What? You get another prospect for next week. Oh, uh, that's right. So, fans, you can look forward to the throw-in. I, I, I wasn't, um, but yeah. Oh, okay. So, keep going. Yeah, so this kid is, again, very young for where he is, which is one of the things you look for. And um, the big thing I wanted to say in my analysis is that Again, I think this deal was too good for Ruben Amaro to be calling the shots. I really think that this is a uh, at Gillard slash what's his name? Andy McPhail. Yeah, Andy McPhail. Well, I think most of the deals are pretty much all Pat Gillick at this point. I, I think they're all Andy McPhail. Actually. Andy McPhail has been out of baseball for three years, and he just came back, and he even was on record admitting he's not 100% in tune with all the prospects because.
because he's been out of baseball for so long. I, I understand, but I think he's looking for a certain type of guy. I think he'll might actually do some of the leg work, but he fails also getting his guys in there. and he's, uh, He might have a, a vision for the type of baseball player he likes. He might like speed, power, whatever. He might have his Right, and that's why, that that's why, for, that's why but, we're getting a lot of tools he guys, I think. But I think it's Gillick right now. And the reason, more with the the reason I like what they're doing. And the reason why I like what they're doing is because you're getting a lot of prospects. So he's going a, a lot less with the safe prospects and more with the guys with the higher upside. Well, yeah. When when, when you reach rock bottom, you just you have nothing. When you don't have much more left to lose, why go for the safe play? Why right. not just reach for the stars? Right, which is good. Um, sometimes because you get uh someone who's who's out of this world. I can't think of someone off the top of my head who's top five tools. Oh, Carl Crawford. Carl Crawford's a great example of a guy who had five tools who. Didn't look like he was going to make it all of a sudden out of nowhere became a superstar. Now he fell back down there. Yeah, he had some bit. injuries that slowed him down a little bit. Right, but he was never a huge power guy, though. He had some power, but he was never no, a huge power. No, 25 30 homers. Yeah, but that's not a huge power. But with, when you're stealing 25 to 30 base. Right, he was a great player. Carl Crawford was an all star. Really right. good player. Um, Yeah, Um, those type of guys. And when it doesn't work, he gets opera. No, and, and <laughs> but I'm fine with that because. Really, where if you get the safer play, and so the guy will come to the major leagues, but he's a guy who's going to hit 270 or 260. Better, better yet, better yet, better yet. Great comparison in in the, on the team. Um, the safer guy would be like Cody Ash. Right. Okay. And the bigger risk guy would be Michael Franco. Okay. So, would you rather have exactly nine Cody Ashes or? two or three Mikel Francos to build around. Right, and that's what they're trying to do with the abundance of prospects they're getting. Because they are and that's fine. I'm happy with people. that. Because regardless of the fact, I don't think anybody's really expecting them to turn the corner a couple years. So I actually, and, and final note of my analysis is, I think this turns around the team, like the, all these moves put together. It's going to turn around the team a lot quicker. I actually thought it was a five-year process. I think now it's more like a three-year process. All right, well, let's dive into that then. Um. Let's see, when are we competing for a wild card spot? First off, I think you're you're gonna compete for a free agent this year. I think they're gonna go at hard after Jason Hayward. I mean I don't see Jason Hayward providing that much of an impact. Right, but he's a guy He's a decent player. He's a guy who could be part of the future. He's he's one of the few free agents. Well let's talk about the high the high toolsy prospects. Jason Hayward was one of the bigger prospects of the last however many years. And he really didn't pan out. I mean he didn't do that great with Atlanta, then he went to St. Louis. He's had some flashes, but he's not a guy who lived up to the potential. I mean, if you remember when he was coming up, Jason Hayward was the next big thing. Right. He was bigger than Freddie Freeman. Looks like Freddie Freeman so far had a better career. Oh, God. Better career so far. Um, so. But, yeah. What, what Freeman has, or what, um, I'm sorry, Hayward has is he's got youth. And he's a guy who can be there. If you can get him to a reasonable contract, he can be there as you're building, and he can be, because um, you're going to need some veteran presence on the team. And he's a guy who I don't think it's going to cost you that much because he isn't. I mean, he's a good player, and he's definitely a starter on this team. And um, I, like I said, I think you already have a starter with Gabriel Herrera. We're going to see what Aaron Ather can do. Remember, I told you about the kid that didn't bring yeah. up. He finally got brought up. Yeah, with, the, the, with the injury, right? Yeah, I don't know. Um. Listen, you're not really exciting me. I'm sure you're not really exciting the people listening. Well, you're not gonna, you're not, you're not. Jason Hayward and Aaron Ather and uh, Odor Bru- uh, Herrera. <laughs> How do you say his I'm first telling, name? I'm How do you say his first Odubra. name? Odubra. 
Odubro? Odubro. Odubro. Can you say that ten times fast? Odubro. That's one. Odubro. Odubro. <laughs> it sounds like the beginning of a doo-wop song. I was just ready, waiting for you to start snapping your fingers and going Adubro, into tune. Bro. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, so, I, I hear you, it's not the sexiest choice, but what it is, is something moving towards winning. And the thing about Hayward is I think he starts as a starter with Herrera and whoever wins that third job. And then as Nick Williams and these other guys develop, he can turn into a fourth outfielder. Yeah, well, if Hayward signs uh, as a free agent, he'll definitely be starting next season based on what we have. I'm not opposed to Hayward. I'm just not excited about Hayward. Yeah, you're not gonna go... If they bring him in for a reasonable contract and it, and it, and sure. let's say it doesn't lock up a position or it doesn't set them back, then sure, bring him in. Absolutely. Who cares? Um, now, here's here's the big thing. Um, I think, everyone's going to think I'm crazy. I think there's a shot they go after Strasburg. And the reason why is because there's so much pitching free agent market. I think they had to move Hamlet. Yeah. Hold on. I, I, I just want to get this thought out. And, um, and I think that there's so much elite pitching, the price might come down. Grinky. Forget, but there's like three, there's like four or five solid number one, number two pitchers, and I think um, Strasburg might come in at a portable price. And again, the guy hasn't been consistent this year, but he's under thirty, and he's going to be a free agent. And you just don't get that in baseball a lot. Yeah, I mean, he obviously was a huge prospect too. Uh, he's had some injuries. He's pitched really well at times. I don't really see him signing here. I don't think he'd want to sign here. I think there'd be a big enough market with contending teams if the Nationals were to let him go, which Nationals, they still might. The Nationals him. are going to let him go. You think so? Absolutely. They, they have they're five deep without him. Yeah. So even if they do let him go, I think there'd be a big enough market for him still based on upside. Where there there he will be, a but, team. but I think that the money's going to be allocated for some of the bigger bigger players, and I think I think that you might get a bit. Of, you're not going to get a huge discount, so you might get it where it's at a reasonable enough price. I'm I'm not I'm talking above Cole Hamill's money. I'm talking about like twenty five million a year. And that while that doesn't sound like a discount. Yeah. Where pitchers are going, I think Ricky's gonna get thirty million a year. I think the guys like that are gonna get that kind of money. And it's only gonna go up every I, year. I'm not based on how the Phillies are right now with their team. I know, you don't want pitching. No, not even that I don't want pitching. I mean you need a pitcher, obviously it's a part of the game. But I'm not paying Steven Strasburg $25 million a year when he's been inconsistent so far. He's been injury-prone so far. He does have the huge upside. I understand that. I pay it every but day. Based, on, based on this team and the fact that I still don't think they're going to contend for a couple of years, giving Strasburg a four- or five-year deal at $25 million a year, just, it doesn't make much sense to me. I hear you. I, 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 that's just my feelings. Um. It would create um, some buzz if they were to sign him. I mean, and that's the thing. I think Middleton's going to demand that they do something, but, and and McVale's going to realize that Hayward and Strasburg are the only guys available under thirty who have a shot to contribute when when the team's actually going to have a chance. To I don't them. think they're going to pursue either one. I think Hayward's the better shot if they were to go after somebody. Right. Well, I'm just telling you, there's going to be a mandate that they're going to have to spend money because they they cut all the salary now. Yeah, one other look taking a look at the younger players. Of course. Which I which I agree they have to do. But I'm just telling you the mandate's gonna come from upstairs because now Middleton's got more power. Yeah, so he's gonna want the big the big splash. Right, and he's gonna want someone to sell tickets. And I think he thinks that those guys will sell tickets. And I'll tell you what, 
I would pay to go see Steven Strasburg pitch. I would pay to see. Yeah, I, I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't pay just to see Strasburg. I don't care much about pitching, but I mean, I'll I'll go to the Phillies game. I guess if they signed him, if they signed Hayward, I'll go anyway. Talk about Middleton here. Do you know much about him? Need his money in cigars. It's John Middleton tobacco company, or he owned it and then he sold it for millions of dollars to I think it was R.J. Reynolds to Marlboro. Nice. Um, can you imagine? So like, if this guy Middleton, if he's demanding money, is he like? Uh, does he have a chance to be like a Mark Cuban, George Steinbrenner type owner? That's what he we is, need here. He That's a, what we need. The owner who's out there, who's brash. Well, who's, he, hold who's, on. He, let me ask you a question. He has a chance, but. Well, the only reason why I say he might not or he probably won't is because he's put up with this for so long. However, in his first public statement, he already started to make mandates. I mean, you see with the McPhail thing, he's making things happen quickly. Yeah. And he's he's already got 49% of the team, and he's making a push to get 50%. Well, here's why I say it. Because in this city, right now, if you look at our owners, uh, Joshua Harris, he's pretty much closed doors. Uh, everything's a secret. People don't like him. Jeffrey Laurie's been a good owner, he's given yeah. money, but he's he's pretty much behind the scenes. He's not out there saying things. Hold on. We'll get back to that. While we're on Josh Harris, we're, we're, I want to get on this. Um, And I, I didn't want to spend a lot of time on it because I don't think it warrants time because, frankly, I think it's news that everyone knew. God, the Embiid situation. Yes. Joel Embiid yeah. is going in for surgery. shows that the Sixers did, in fact, lie and were very secretive about his situation. Yeah, how do you feel about that? I mean, I feel like everybody feels. I, I think it's it's sad. I mean, I, I think I think it's sad for a couple of reasons. One, I think it's sad because here's a guy who was supposed to have unlimited upside who probably would never reach that potential. So it's almost like a wasted pick. And two, I think it's sad because the people of Philadelphia want a winner and they want to know what's going on with their team. And you have a guy like Joshua Harris or Sam Hinkie or whoever's responsible for hiding it. Now, I don't see the point in hiding it because it's not like, okay, I guess you say you're going into the playoff series and a guy gets hurt in practice and you don't bring it up because you're going into a playoff series and you don't want the other team to prepare differently. But this is before the season. Everybody knew it was happening. So it's really just a slap in the face to the fans who pretty much knew it was coming anyway, saying, you guys are morons and we're doing whatever. And we'll tell you what we want, when you want, when we want. And Honestly, it's wrong because the fans are the ones paying all the money. The fans are the people who don't have all the money, and they're still going out, and they're going in, and they're taking their lunch pail to work. They're doing, you know, construction or teaching or uh, working in an office, and they're making their salaries. And they're not they're not millionaires, but they're finding the time and the, and the money to buy tickets, and you're just hiding basically what's going on. Yeah, um, I don't care what anyone says. Joe Embiid was a big that year. I'm not saying he wasn't the pick. You have to take it because of the upside. We get it. Wiggins and Parker were off the board, understanding all that. But now it looks like he's definitely got no shot to live up to potential. I disagree with that. You don't know what he's going to do. Now, do I think he's going to be as good as he had the potential to be? No, of course not. Uh, but everyone knew this going in, that this was going to be a multiple – well, I, I thought it was going to be a multiple-year problem. It's got shot to be a chronic problem. Uh, cut Bill Walton's career short, and they they mentioned it. No one who's seven feet who has a stress fracture, other than Kevin McHale, who's worked incredibly hard, has been um has been more than a twenty point guy. When you start putting out the words like chronic, that's a problem. Absolutely, but you know who else has a chronic problem? The guy got traded today, Chase Utley. Yeah, but Chase Utley's at Chase the Utley. end of his career. Chase Utley had a great career. No, 
Chief Utley's had a chronic foot problem the past five years. You can get through it. And baseball it. and basketball are different sports. Right, and and the only reason why it's uh, it's such a problem for big men is because uh, the foot you put all your weight on, and like I said, uh, when you put a screw in a bone, there's like 200 bones in your foot, and it's generally going to affect another bone. Anyway, neither here nor there. And B was the pick. I still think he's got a shot to be good. You might just have to wait another year. Um, and I, as painful as that is, Sixers won't win this year. No, but the rookies did vote Oka for most likely to win rookie of the year. I think so too. Um, they had a poll of audio. Oh, easily. But the, but the reason for that isn't necessarily because of talent. No, MCW won. Like, MCW won because he had opportunity yeah. on a bad team where he was the only person scoring the ball and doing it. And these preseason votes, their popularity contest anyway. It's like, uh, who's who's got who's the coolest kid right. in high school? The Perlertes, you know, the best you, couple, the best looking, right, the best but, athlete. Okay, so I, I get forth. it. Yeah. But but here's the thing. If you had to pick, you'd obviously pick Embiid because, or Embiid, Okafor, because he's got no one around him. He's got Noel, who's a very good defensive player, but hasn't showed his game offensively. And who else is going to score the ball? I mean, as bad as the Sixers are, they have to score. Points. No, and in summer league, he showed flashes of being a dominant low scorer. Right, but ooh. speaking of superlatives, did you win any in high school? I win what? Any superlatives? Superlatives? Yeah, that's like the best. This, the best, that best dresser. No. Biggest no. Yeah, me either. Now I look back at it, and I'm like, I was looking at my yearbook not that long ago because I came across it. And uh, I'm not a big high school guy. I'm not a big rah-rah. I went to this high school. I don't, I don't really care. I have no school pride whatsoever. Yeah, Northeast. Yeah. Yeah, Northeast. I went to Northeast, but I have no school pride. It's none. I don't care. Um, I went to Central, which is this rival high school. Yeah. We do have school pride. And but we, we are also a smart kid, so we get our asses kicked by his school, everything. Yeah, yeah. we're just smart. Um, but we're not going to go into that. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Let's go into that then, Matt. How do, how should we settle this? I'm just saying, if you take, if you take um, average, uh, all right, let's just go with uh, how, many, how many percent of your uh, high school class was accepted to college? I don't know, Matt. I don't care that much about well, my Well, you know what mine class. was? How much? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Every kid in Central went to college. Every kid in Central got into college. I would like to see this the uh, official transcript on that one. It's absolutely true. And, and, but the reason why is because they also kind of community college. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the uh, official numbers on Northeast are. Your your numbers are, you know, they're, they're, they're numbers. You put numbers out there. We'll just say that. No. Uh, in my yearbook, they had, they had where every person was accepted to. Trust me, there was a good percentage of them that said community college of Philadelphia. Right. But I don't know if you can get turned down for
neither here nor there. No, it is near here. Well, anyway, so back to what I was saying. So I was scrolling through this yearbook, and, you know, I'm looking at the bullshit memory and that bullshit memory, and, and I was looking at the superlatives, and this one was this, and this one was that. And I'm just looking, at them and I'm thinking, and, and I ran into all these kids since high school, and I'm just like, really? Like, yeah, I think I did all right for myself. You know? Um, but you ever you ever look back at that, and you think, like, Okay, yeah. so maybe you weren't the coolest guy in high school, but you look at it now and you're just like, this is good as any one of these kids. This is, you know, any one of these girls I can go out with. What? Well, how are you just competing? How are you just fighting that your ego, your ego early? Okay, no, so I was, was, I was, recap, to open I was, up the show. I was, I was taking, I was taking your role, and no, I don't think that because my my ego is not that bloated. Um, I I had no direction earlier in life. And uh, it's something that I really wish I had because I, like I said, I'm restarting in a new field. And I'm going through a bunch of challenges uh, in the casino business that we'll talk about off there. Yeah. Um, however, uh, one of my classmates was uh, working at ESPN for seven years, I think she said. Wow. And uh, now she's going to be the direct, the news director or something at CBS Sports. Uh- Congratulations to her. Yeah. yeah, Jody Um, You get a shout-out on my podcast. Congratulations. Oh, uh, yeah, Jody, congratulations. Yeah, I mean, that that kind of success I, I can't even begin to match up with. Why? I mean, right now, so However, right now she's been more successful. Why can't you? I just didn't have the direction in life. I, I didn't why know can't what you I right now turn things around and go? Oh, absolutely, and, and I still believe that I will. But right now I'd have to say – She's beating the crap out of me in the game of life. Okay, so she has a better she's, job. She's, she's making more money. She's making more money. She's married. She's got kids. Yeah, but that's she's not got, an accomplishment. Because a lot of people don't want to be married and have kids yet. But to be able to do that and stay successful at that level is a huge credit, and I give her all the credit. Oh, yeah, I'm not trying to take any credit away from her. I but mean, I'm just saying, more power to her. But I'm just, I'm just saying, saying, those are things that I wanted in my life that I have yet to achieve yet. So for that reason... I, I, that's where we are, but I, I don't want to. I don't want to. Hold on, we're going to end this conversation here because I didn't want to get into this. However, now that you're talking about superlatives, we're going to go into another national story, um, James Harrison's story. James Harrison with the children, believes, yeah. believes that um, his kids should not get trophies for participation. How old are you? Real, hold on, Real Sports did a story about this and about the negative impact. Um, six. Six was the kid in question. Uh, six. six and yeah, five. That, that's too young to start but, that with. But it's the idea. And um, Girl Sports went into a fascinating story about how um, this whole um, trophy for volunteering or trophy for being there. Yeah, participation awards. Gives a lot of the, today's youth uh, a sense of entitlement. And yeah, it, it goes that deep. The reason why this relates to me personally, is um, when I was about 12 years old, I went to 76ers camp. Um, we got to see two pros. and uh, there won't be three there? No. See that every Sixers event I've ever been to in my entire life. Right. This was before him. Before he rejoined the team. I was going to say, because he played before you. So. Right. But he, this was before he was the ambassador. So we what got... Mean, world be free. Living your life at World be well, his, his name was Lloyd. I know, but then he changed it. Would you uh, go through life like, or like what what name would you? All right, so you got like World Be Free. You got uh, Mecca Stumble. Meta World. Meta Peace. World Peace. Like, what's your name? Like, if, I don't okay, have if one. If you change your name, what yeah. are you changing it to? Yeah, let me let me stay on point. Okay, good. Okay, go back. 
point. We'll talk about our fantasy well, name best. Yeah. We're scatterbrained. Now, um, all right, so basically I was a 12-year-old. Um, since it's a Philly sports talk show, I'll tell you. Uh, we got the biggest superstar on that scrub team, and that was Clarence Weatherspoon. Oh, Spoon, yeah. Spoon. 35, Spoon, loved him. Spoon showed up, and one thing I remember about him was every time he talked, he said, you know. Yeah. You know, and you know, and you know, you know. It's like, you don't know. I know, I know what he's talking about, you know. You know? Yeah, I, I, I know. <laughs> anyway, so we have the number two pick in the draft that year, and uh, the other guy we got was the number two pick in the draft who at the time was working with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know him as Sean Bradley. Oh, sure. He was a huge fan. Yeah, I think he's better known as one of the characters in Space Jam than for than his NBA career, actually. Yeah, he was um special. He took. 25, 30 hook shots, and he missed 80% of them. And he dropped names. He said, I was working with Kareem all day. Yeah. I was making every single one. I don't know why I keep missing. Well, I think what he was missing was that uh, best talent, that best Chinese barbecue <laughs> that you were talking about earlier. His frame was uh, 130 pounds. That was the other thing I did. You could have gave him the... Uh, his his, his um, legs were extremely tall, but like seriously, it looked like you could just like yeah, it and it would break. What? It was uh, yeah, absolutely. Um. Anyway, during that camp, I was twelve, and I was grouped out of the twelve-year-olds. Apparently, at the age of twelve, I was too good to play. I feel like you should be laying on a couch right now, and I should just be writing notes down, sure. like some kind of. Uh... Anyway, I was I was for some reason I was aged out. Uh, I had a really good tryout where I hit a bunch of shots. So they saw me as a role player, and they said I was too good to play with the twelve-year-olds because. Okay. They didn't really have a 12. They had 10 to 12 and 13 to 15. So they put me with the 13 to 15-year-olds. Right. I was horrible. Okay. I was the worst player in that division. I They made everyone play four minutes a game. Right. Yeah. However, I hustled more than anyone else on that team because so I got embarrassed. I got team MVP. Okay. That was bullshit. All right, so that was bullshit, but what's, but this, what's the moral but, of your but, story here? But here's the thing. I think the coach that gave me that was trying to set me up in life like these kids. Now, believe it or not, this did affect my ego for three years until I looked back and realized I played two minutes a game. I yeah, was you horrible. Yeah, you got a, a trophy for playing two minutes but, a game. But I got an MVP trophy, and I did not deserve it. There was obviously a kid who just... Was your team named, like, the MVPs or something? Did it have it on no. everybody's trophy? No. It literally, came, they gave it to one kid, and they gave it to me because the star player was was a jerk who refused to work out with us. Yeah. But he scored 20 points a game. Okay. But I'm saying, like, that kind of attitude, seriously, overinflated my value. But, okay, so you... But you're overinflated my value, and people giving kids that affirmation, it could affect them in life. And I do think that James Harrison is right. I understand people saying that five or six is too young to to tell a kid that. And I really understand the people saying James Harrison needs to work on not hitting women if he wants to teach his kid a lesson. <laughs> yeah, that's a bigger <laughs> lesson than returning a trophy. But um, but having said that, right, I do agree with that. Harrison. Okay, so I see what you're saying. I mean, 
to your point, you know, you, you didn't deserve the MVP trophy. You got the MVP trophy. And it inflated my ego. And it inflated your ego. And and it made me feel entitled. Like, I was seriously like, how am I not being – how am I not being drafted in, in four yeah. yard teams? And well, I, the answer is because I was terrible. Yeah. I mean, listen – I don't understand. Yeah, you played pickup ball. With yeah, me. I played. Good. I can't see how it inflates your ego that much to get a, a trophy. Um, well, these kids, they were getting participation awards that everybody gets, not MVP. They weren't being singled right, out. Right, but the problem is the MVP and the championship and the participation trophies are all the same size because they don't want to make one. Kid well, then that's stand even out. worse of a reason why you should have your ego inflated for getting MVP. Well, no, I did. No, no, no. I'm talking about today. Okay. This was back when only one kid got it. He got yeah. most improved. I, I I expected I the one was most hustled. That's the one I expected to get. I was yeah. like, I'm definitely getting that. And then I wasn't caught. I was like, wow, I'm not gonna get anything. And then you got the MVP. I got the MVP. So look, it's a nice story. And um, but here's my point on the kids. Let me just make my point. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm competitive, you know, and I don't feel like everybody okay. every, <laughs> and I don't feel like everybody should be rewarded. Like if Absolutely. you lose something, you lose. And you try to win next time. You go out there and you work harder. You practice more, whatever. Uh, when you're five, six years old, this. When you're five, six years old, this is a, a participation award. This is, this isn't. I mean, these teams. They, do they even have positions when you're five years old, or you just go in the field and you run around and, and it's basically like a big game of kill a man. Uh, I don't know. They yeah. probably don't follow the balls. Probably right. like soccer, but it doesn't matter. Here's my point, Gary. They do this up to 17 today. Yeah, now that's that's too much. Now, let me that's, – that's the next point I was going to make. At five, six years old, the kids, they want to play and they want to have fun. And and they're just, it's just getting them involved in sports. Right. It's something to get them involved in sports. Here, here's, here's my point. No, right. let me just go on. So on. when you're 17, now it's a different story because now it's more competitive Well, sports. you don't need a trophy. You don't need a trophy if, when you're if 17. You wanna, if you want to show you participated, you keep the uniform. You keep How other about a ribbon? Stuff. Would you be upset if they got a ribbon? Yes. Why are, you, why are you? Where's the line? What's what's the item that they could receive for Nothing. participating they at five years old? They get the uniform. You say, hey, look what I did. I played on this team. They want a trophy, man. They want something sparkly to show their friends. Tough. Then earn it. They're five years old. Earn it. Earn it. Earn a hell. How do you want them? To, what do you want them to uh to be like James Harrison and 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 run a four four forty and. And hit the quarterback, or no? I wanted to play above the level of other five-year-old kids, so they understand the a- athletic superiority. I mean, you don't have to be good in athletics. People can be good in different areas in life. Well, of course, I mean, athletics isn't. But that's what world. I'm saying. They they need to understand that that you're not going to be great at everything, and you don't need your ego boosted with with uh. But you're not getting an ego boosted when everybody's getting an award. It's not like they're individually singling out a kid and saying, you're the best player. Here you go. Everybody's just getting an award. The parents clap. Uh, They have some bullshit dinner, a banquet, and they go home and they put it on their walls and they take a picture on Facebook and other parents comment, oh, that's so cute. Congratulations. And everybody strokes each other for having some cute kid. Wow. This is not. (laughs) Was I wrong there? Who is the liberal here? Uh, That's what I'm worried I'm not a liberal. No, but it, it, if you listen to us, you think our political uh, affiliations right. were completely opposite. Because I, my political affiliations are on an important need, subject, I, not a five-year-old getting a trophy. But I feel you. I feel you should earn something rather than it be given. And to as you. you climb the ladder, I agree with you. And I'll say that as you get older and the leagues become more competitive, finish and, your point because I want to go and back. And you to have traditional. travel baseball, and you have 
uh, American Legion baseball and you have the, the you know high yeah, school yeah. and so on and so forth. Yeah, then you don't give everybody the award because now you're getting older. Now you have to realize that it's a competitive world out That's there. That's a problem they do, and I, I think that you have to stop. Uh, why not stop it at a young age? Anyway, like you were saying, we're back to the owners. Talking about Middleton. Yeah. Could he be like a Mark Could he be Cuban? like a Cuban? That's what we need and, here. And then we went through the other owners. Josh Harris. Yeah, corporate. he's a quiet corporate guy. And uh, Snyder. He's a little bit out there. but He went out to get free agents. I yeah, mean, he's, he's, a, he's a little bit out there, but he's not as flashy as like a Mark Cuban. Well, he's 80 now. Right. And uh, Jeffrey Loria, I think he's a good owner, but he's more behind-the-scenes corporate as well. So I would like to see Middleton have more of a voice and be more of a guy that kind of just bring some buzz to the city. Like a Mark Cuban, like a George Steinbrenner, they they get fans excited. Absolutely. Well, I think he's got more of a shot than the uh, management group. That uh, well, sure, because when it's when everybody has their hand in the pot, people are too afraid to mix right. It up. And he's already stepped out and said, "Look, the buck stops here. I'm the boss. Andy McPhail's a new guy who's going to do this and this." And I I feel that as I said, I focus more on the minor leaguers than anyone than than, than most people. I will say, and I feel that. What they're doing is a strong step forward. Now they have to continue with that. And, and I hope it works out well. And I, mean, I think that Milton's the kind of guy who's going to demand results, and he's going to sign some people. That's good. You need to be accountable. Let me tell you something. The people in the Phillies front office, they're not they're not getting uh, participation awards. If they don't bring in good players and they don't win ball games, they're not going to get a trophy that says, you tried. You know what I mean? They're going to get a pink slip that says, you're fired. So Well, I don't know because, see – Phillies are actually a perfect example of this. I feel that they have given out those kind of awards. Ed Wade, you failed, so you go try somewhere else. Oh, you got failed there? Well, come back in. We're going to give you a participation trophy yeah. and pay you $100,000 to do nothing in the office. I mean, I I, I just feel that it, there's not enough removal. Uh, there's not enough merit there. And, and I, I really – What's going to Right, and what's absolutely going to kill me is if I see read that Ruben Amaro has been fired, but will be retained and move into the front office. Well, would you rather him be fired from a really important role like GM and just let him be retained in some position just to save face, or would you rather him stay GM? I'd rather neither. I'd rather him go. All right, but sometimes you know, sometimes maybe they do have close relationships. Like me and you are friends. Say, say you were working for me and you were awful. I you probably would, couldn't just fire you. I'd, I'd have to move you into some other no, position he, and pay you. Yeah, but eventually if I, if I screwed that up enough, you'd, you'd fire me. And I would be justified. And I'd be upset. But after my ego got over it, I understand and I'm sure we'd resume our friendship. Real fast, I just want to go into – we'll spend five seconds on this because it's a story I saw today. Um, we are talking about little children and, and the awards. So did you hear what happened in the uh, Little League softball to girls tournament? So um, – a team intentionally threw the game to eliminate another team. <coughs> Apparently how it is, it's, it's, I'm double not sure how it's, no, yeah, but it's not double elimination. It's like, it's like a bracket play or something. I don't know how they were explaining it. So one of the teams, the team beat the team four to three. It was like Iowa and some other state. And it was a good team and they beat them. So they moved to the next round. So in order for them to eliminate that team completely, they had to lose that game because something like one team beat this team and then you had, you know, all the tiebreakers. So they intentionally threw the game. But here's the kicker, and this is the best part. So it was found out that they intentionally threw the game. So instead of eliminating that team for intentionally throwing the game, 
they're going to have a one-game tiebreak between the team that would have been eliminated and the team that threw the game. Do you think that's the right thing to do? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I I mean, talk about you talk. You want to talk about life lessons and 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 giving people lessons. I mean, I although although people do throw things in real life to get you know people do have agendas. Absolutely. But still, at 12 years old, would you throw a softball game? No. But they're not even being. I mean, they're being punished because they have to play the one game playoff. Absolutely. But they're not being punished because shouldn't they have said, "Listen, you're out of the tournament. You cheated." Uh, you can, but then they get the problem is you get lawyers involved. Lawyers get involved in everything today, which is That's horrible. And, and you have to absolutely show proof. And if there's any sort of doubt, then it's really hard to. Isn't that a shame? Like twelve-year-old girls can't play softball without lawyers, getting, lawyers involved. getting involved. It really is. coaches though, but you gotta blame the coaches too for throwing the game. I agree. I, I just agree. wanted to get your opinion on that. So. Yeah, so I think what they did is probably the most fair thing that they could do. And, and the team that was supposed to be out gets to move on, which is really important. Well, maybe if they beat them in the one-game playoff. Oh, I thought I thought you were saying the team that was supposed to be eliminated moves on. And the team who threw the game has to play the, the team that they forfeited. That they... No, no, they have to play the team that should have been out in a one-game playoff. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So this adds extra motivation for that team. Absolutely. Um, well, let's move on. So we're talking about yeah. competitive and stuff. Let's move on to to what people are really interested in in this city. We we all know where the bread and butter of the city is. I I, I meant to get Fly Eagles Fly on the thing, yeah. but I haven't done it yet. Bring it then. Go ahead. No, you Fly Eagles Fly. Road to victory. Fly Eagles Fly. No, fly Eagles Fly. Score touchdown. One, one two, two three. One two three. Hit him high. Hit low, low. Hit low, hit high. And what? What? I fly. fly, fly, eagles, fly on a road to victory. E A G L E S, eagles. So anyway, so that's our rendition of it. Um, we'll have a better one next week, hopefully. No, we won't. I'm too tired. No, we won't. But we'll work on our <laughs> we'll work on our singing voices, and we'll come back with uh, a little bit better. I'll work on the words, Matt. We'll work on our singing, and hopefully it won't sound as poor. Um, but with the Eagles, everybody now, now we're one game in, one preseason game in. Uh, we didn't see Bradford, we didn't see DeMarco, but we saw a lot of guys. Um, some guys stood out, some guys looked bad. Let's get your open open up. My boy Nelson Aguilar scored a touchdown. He did. Showed some good bursts. Uh, touchdown from Mark Sanchez. Bad throw. Bad throw, made a nice adjustment, nice catch, came down and burst. And scored. showed that run after catch ability that I think. He also had two drops in the game, too. I told you, drops. Yeah, drops aren't that important. No, I agree with you. I think that Terrell's dropped more passes than any other player in the NFL. I don't care. Well, let's let Aguilar come to you first. But Terrell Owens made more plays than anyone in the NFL, and that's what he's remembered for. He made more plays than Randy Moss, but he made plays. He made more plays than Randy Moss. T.O. was great. I love T.O., but Randy Moss was Randy Moss was more talented than T.O., but Randy Moss didn't try as hard as T.O. I'm just talking about big play potential. Randy Moss was the ultimate playmaker. He is rookie year. Rookie Every year, was, his rookie year was the greatest greatest year a receiver has ever had as a rookie. No, period. How did the greatest year a receiver has ever had? He did. His rookie year was better than any other receivers any year. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Yes, it, it was. It wasn't the most catches. It wasn't the most touchdowns. It wasn't the it was most, most yards. It was the most touchdowns. It was. Jerry Rice close. had the most touchdowns before Randy Moss broke his record when he was with New England. 
for this morning. Was Maybe it was the rookie record. I'm sure it was the rookie oh, record. Oh, God, he broke every rookie record. Right, so the best but, rookie receiver. But season. he might not have broken any of those records, but combined, that year was amazing. Cause he, was, he was damn near MVP. Randy won MVP because of him. Yeah, Randy Moss was well, – I love Randy Moss. I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from him. He's a freak. Uh, Marshall University. Um, I think he's – but I don't know. Let's say it's no the greatest receiving. Universe. You ever see that movie, yes. We Are Marshall? That yes. was a good movie. It's a sad story. No, I didn't cry. I didn't cry. I don't cry. I but cried a Did you? I didn't know any of those people. I know. I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm rude, but what did I cry? I, I cheered up a bit. Yeah, it was sad. I uh, have a heart. The city rebounded, and they did well. Um, Who was in it? The guy who played? Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey was in it, but the... Uh, uh, Josh Lucas. No, I don't know his name. The um, He played corner or something, and he got hurt. But he also... Wasn't he the guy who played uh, Papa Doc in 8 Mile? Yes. Yeah, and he played... Uh, something else too. I don't know. He's a, he's a decent actor, but um. Anyway, I forgot what we're talking about now. Oh, Matt Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar. There it is. Um. Yeah, he was definitely impressive. Uh, listen for his first real game of. Draft him in fantasy, guys. There you go. There's Matt's fantasy uh, tidbit. Actually, no. I'd, I'd still draft Matthews above him. Yeah, I'd draft Matthews above but, him. So, another fantasy tidbit just to throw it out there in case you haven't heard. Coven Benjamin's out for the year. Yeah, absolutely. Start looking at the, what Carolina's going to be doing. But back to the Eagles. Um, it was impressive, yeah. Listen, his first real live NFL game action. You know, I know it's preseason. I understand that. But yeah, where there. do you draft Coven Benjamin in the Dynasty League now that he's going to miss the year? What round? I don't know. I'd have to look into it. And I'm in a dynasty league with Matt, so I'm not going to give him my information. Yes. But, I mean, when you're drafting for dynasty, you're not necessarily just drafting for the season. Right, but it's a wasted spot. If it's a wasted spot. Hours. Yeah, so he, he might fall a couple rounds. A couple? But you're still going to look at him. Yeah, when when you're out of players who are... Listen, I'll tell you I'm going to draft him in the third, so you use a second on him. I'm not drafting him. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Um... So let's see. So Aguilar looked good. Um, I'll, let's put it this way: I'll draft Josh Gordon before I draft Calvin Benjamin. Really? Yeah. Well, I think Josh Gordon's obviously the better player. I just don't know if he's ever going to play again. I think Calvin Benjamin peaked in his review. Yeah, but a guy peaking, a guy getting on the field is more productive than a guy who never sees the field again. I think Josh Gordon's only suspended for one year. Yeah, but do you think a team? Yeah, he'll get a shot. I think a team will take a chance. He's too talented not to. He's still young too. Yeah. Um. So besides besides Aguilar, we both were pretty impressed with Aguilar. Uh, Sanchez was off a little bit. I'm not worried about him. He's he's fine. You know what Mark Sanchez is. They're projecting now that uh, with Barkley having an impressive, impressive. Yeah, Barkley looked good. He can't camp. Uh, that Tebow will not make the roster unless they want to use him for schedule. Yes, yeah, I heard. Uh, I heard a couple things on this. I heard that Tebow is the odd man looking out, but I also heard that. They're really shopping Sanchez and Barkley oh, hard, and Tebow because because the way the new extra point is, they're gonna to try to use Tebow on a lot of two versions, gadget plays. What do you think of Tebow? Did you watch any of him? Uh, I saw a bit. I, I, I be honest with you guys, I fell asleep. New schedule's kicking my ass. Yeah. But uh, I saw a decent amount. Tebow, he runs very well. Very well. He, he looked good on a couple throws. He held the ball too long on a couple. What he does is he doesn't try to get rid of it. He's so under 50% and there's a reason. He'll scramble. He's not, not. Well, he was being hit pretty fast sometimes. Too. The well, line he's wasn't not, after him. He's not the whole third string line. But he's not accurate. He 
just not. He's not, and he's never going to. There's no quarterback other than him in the history of the NFL who started more games than him and thrown under 50. Yeah, he's not going to break any passing records anytime soon, but do you think there's a spot on the team for him? No. You don't see any kind of... Yes, a tight end, which he refuses to play. He's not going to play tight end. And I don't think he... He wouldn't even make the roster as a tight end with our tight end. Right, okay, a running back. But, um... Not our tight end, the Eagles. (laughs) I just want to clear that up. Anyway. Matt's making some weird faces now because he can't say it. Go on. Anyway, like I was saying, I think he he works at H-back. I think he works as a wide receiver slash running back. Darren Sproles type role. I don't think he he's, – he's not a quarterback. He's not fast. He's not as quick as Darren Sproles. Of course not, but he's bigger. Bigger, right. But he can't he can't run the same type of routes as Darren Sproles runs. But exactly. Yeah. He, he runs very well. He, he runs very decently. He runs adequately enough, and he has – that ability to make tacklers miss. All right, so 53-man rosters, Tim Tebow on it. No. Is Tim Tebow on another team? Yes. So he's going to be in the NFL next year? Oh, yeah. Okay. I think if he's not in Jacksonville, they're they're stupid. They're just plain stupid at this point. Just, just because of the tickets. Tickets! But he's not going to start over Bortles. No! I mean, they invested a third overall pick in a place. Of course! Here. It'll be your backup, and it'll be the biggest attraction in the NFL. They have Chad Henney. Oh no! <laughs> Fine, he's a third string guy. There he's still is. the biggest attraction. Yeah, in the NFL. he will. All you have to do is give him a uniform. Are people gonna pay to watch him sit on the bench? If you give him a uniform, people will pay for his uniform. And yes, they will watch pay to watch him sit on the bench. Wow. And you know what? As soon as Bortles messes up, they're gonna yell Tebow. Yeah, but I'll tell you what: the Eagles will be losing. They'll be losing a uh, a guy who could break up fights. Apparently, he broke up a giant brawl today with the Eagles. I don't understand these stupid practices. The Redskins and the Texans practice. I haven't seen the second episode of Part Knock, but the first yeah, episode, they showed the, the first one. Uh, the Cowboys. And Des the Bryant Des Bryant got rocked. Got punched in the face. Des Bryant's having a rough camp. He got, a, uh, he got hit by one of his own teammates. Or, also. He better watch out or he's going to get his jaw wired shut like Gino. Listen, nobody touched my boy Nick, did they? No, and that's another thing. Did you watch that game? No. That, did they even show the brand? Yes, no NFL Network. No, I didn't watch that. Nick Foles was horrible. He looked absolutely inaccurate. Really? Because his numbers, they were like, he was like 6 for 8 for 90 yards or something. I, I must have that. seen the only two passes that he missed. Yeah. Because he missed them by a good 10 yards, and they were wide open. Yeah. Because his final numbers looked pretty decent. Now, I didn't watch the game, so I don't know. Maybe he made a couple of throws. He looked, but, he looked bad. But I know his final and numbers were pretty decent. However, decent-y. having said that, did you see the vine that's going off with uh, Tavon Austin? No, but she's Foles threw the ball 70 yards in the air straight yeah. to Tavon Austin. Yeah. And everyone in St. Louis is going crazy saying, hashtag we got a quarterback now. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Hashtag they're right. Yeah, hashtag okay. come back to Philly. Hashtag we love you, Nick. Yeah, I can go on and on with this. Sam Bradford is a better quarterback. If he's healthy. Hasn't proved it yet. Yeah. So I'll say. Hasn't proved we'll it see. yet. Hasn't proved it. During one stretch of his career yet. Now, can he? I don't know. We'll see. Like you said, we'll see. I'm not a fortune teller. Um, but he hasn't proved it yet. I don't want to get into this whole Nick Foles, Sam Bradford debate because I don't want to make you look dumb and I know I'm right and all this other stuff. But, what are, what's that? Um, you're down around Nick Foles' place. Oh, that, that noise. Okay. Oh, so it's one of those type of shows, taking personal shots at each other here. Um. No, nah, everybody knows I'm a Nick Foles fan. 
But so what? Why shouldn't you be? All the guy did was win. The guy threw touchdowns. He threw some bad interceptions. And they got rid of him. I think it was unjust. I don't think they should have got rid of him. I'm not alone in that. There's a lot of guys that are for it. There's a lot of guys that are against it. I, I don't disagree. I think that for the value he had, I don't want to sign him long term. I would have let him play one more year. I do like Bradford. I think they paid too much for him. Said that, Bradford stays healthy. Yeah. Huge. Huge. I think that he's got a better shot to win a Super Bowl than Nick Foles does. Okay, and that's your opinion, and we'll see what happens. So, I mean, you're entitled to your opinion. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't right. think he's got the town around him this year. Well, listen, let's, let's not make a bunch of excuses because we're not going to do that. We're not getting into that game where if you like a player, you make a whole bunch of excuses as to why he didn't succeed. But if you don't like a player, it's his fault. We're not playing that game. You didn't think Nick Foles was good. Oh, I did too. I was the biggest Nick Foles fan there was years ago. He threw a couple bad interceptions. He had a couple of bad games. Michael Vick threw terrible interceptions, fumbled the ball, was awful. I was not, I was a big fan too for a half a season. I am I am as loyal to a quarterback on a week to week basis. Hold on. As as long as they play well. Yeah. Nick Foles, I was loyal to for half of last year. And I kept saying, This guy's gonna turn it around. He's gonna right. turn around he just didn't do it. He got hurt six games into the season or seven games eight games into the season. Not. They were still six and two, and I know it wasn't all because of him. They had good other parts of the team. The defense, he had the league in turnovers for half a season. He also was six and two. He also led comebacks against the Colts. He led. Uh, he led them. Right, and he was the best quarterback on that team. Problem is, the team only had one other quarterback. His name was Mark Sanchez. Yeah, I, I think Mark. Sanchez, but I think that right now, I'm saying Nick Foles would be the best quarterback on this team. I don't. You're think disagreeing. So. We'll see what happens. We will. Um, but anyway, so back to the fight. Yeah, they're they're causing. There's yeah, a lot I don't of understand why why. They're, they're doing these two teams. Two teams well, because the, a lot of it is because of, of the restrictions in the CBA. Uh, you're not allowed to have – you're only allowed to have so many pad, pad, full padded practices. You're only allowed to practice yeah, this long and that long. Give them back some more full padded practices. And that's why it, it, it helps the teams. Because I think it only counts as one practice. So then they – you know, like it'll count as the Texans practice. So then the Texans will do it one day, and then the, the Rams will do it the next day. It'll count as the Rams practice. I understand. And it allows them to work but out it, more. It, it's horrible. Cause They're getting in brawls. It's like battle royals. Right, and, and you could straight up punch someone without worrying about getting – I was signing Ronda Rousey. Just so I knew I was going to win win the, the training right. camp so, battle. So punish like in the game. You're not getting well, no, of course you're not playing as hard as you do in an actual no, game. No, but you're not getting punishments for these brawls in the game. Uh, like you are in a game. And, right, right, and right. There's no they, suspensions and stuff. They, can, they feel they can just punch people and it just stop. It's, it's just It's cool. too much. I agree. Listen, uh, you got a lot of guys. They're competitive. They're working out. It's hot. They're running into each other. They're bumping into each other. There's going to be scuffles. You can't take that away. But I agree that it and is guys are straight little, up rocking each other. It's punch. getting a little overboard. And what's going to happen is they're going to stop because the the teams aren't going to want it because it's a it's a it's a risk for them. Say uh say you're the Packers and you go to work out with the um the Tennessee Titans and Aaron Rodgers gets thrown to the ground. You don't want to take that risk, so you're just going to not do it anyway. So eventually, it's all going to come to be where they don't have it. I agree. All right, here's how I want to end the show tonight. Well, let's just talk a little bit more about the Eagles. We didn't really get into it. Did you like anything on defense? Marcus Smith got more snaps. Um, Did he look okay? He, he was good in coverage. He he couldn't get a pass rush, but he he looked good in coverage. 
He still has a weak pass rush on him, which I don't understand because that was supposed to be his thing. Yeah, um, but he probably had to lose some weight, so he probably lost some muscle. So No, he gained he, weight. He actually got stronger and bigger. That makes no sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because what they were saying was that he was... No, 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 but it makes no sense that he was stronger in coverage and weaker in, in the uh, right, right, right. Look, well, I don't think he gained a significant amount where it's going to slow him up. It's 15 pounds, what I heard. Yeah, but if it's muscle, usually it doesn't slow you up. Um, but, yeah, so that, that's a good sign. If you get anything from Marcus Smith, I think that's a plus. Yeah. Anyone else you notice? Uh, Rowe, Eric Rowe? Yeah, he made a play. Um, Eric Rowe, yeah, I saw him break up a play. It was yeah. very nice. Yeah, uh, I think he's going to start outside by the middle of the season. Ed Reynolds had a, had a, uh, picked up a fumble, had an interception. He played a great game. Great. Uh, which quarter was it? The fourth. Of course. <laughs> I think. Maybe the third. I don't know. The, so he, was the guys, he was playing against guys who are going to be bagging groceries next week. Yeah, but Matt, would you want him to make plays against guys who are bagging groceries? Or Absolutely. would you want him to not make plays against guys who are bagging groceries? Absolutely. I just don't think he's going to be your answer for season. No, he's not going to start. Right now, the starters are Jenkins and Thurman, but and then what's he Thurman, has a chance to make the 50 Thurman tears his ACL, then who's starting? Ed Reynolds. Uh, Is he? Is he the second string? Uh, maybe. Brian Brayman, he, uh, he pulled a Chris Benoit-type German suplex on the uh, coach quarterback. He had a good game. I love that kid. He had a good game. I love that kid. He's awesome on special teams. Yeah. He's he's just like a guy. He's just good to have on the team. He's, he's not going to start for you. You could probably stick him in there to spot play if you need it. And he's going to give you special teams. Um, How the middle linebackers look? They look as deep as everyone says Listen, the de- Yeah, the defense played well. Uh, Let me ask you, which defense do you think is better? Oh, well, I was going to answer. Eagles or the Rams? Well, see, it's – I mean, I know that Eagles defense better than the Rams. I know the Rams. They're one of the best pass rushers. In yeah, the yeah. Um, I don't know who the Rams' corners are, though. Norris Jenkins. And, and I don't know who the Rams' safeties are. And I don't even know who all the Rams' linebackers are. I know they have Larry Nitus, but – Right. So it's hard to make the comparison. Really, all you know on the Rams is the front with Quinn and Donald and Long and so on and so forth. Right, but that makes everyone else better. Right, it makes everyone else better. And I still bet the Eagles will have more wins than the Rams. What are uh, maybe they're a better hashtag? Foles is overrated. I'm not. How's that hashtag Foles is overrated? I dropped the mic. I win. How do you win? How's that hashtag Foles is overrated? Wait, I want to get. Oh, all right, so that was Matt's walk off. Uh, can't walk off when you don't win the game, though. So back to the back to real back to reality. Um, I don't see how the Rams, if they if the Eagles have more wins than the Rams, it means they're better. The Rams play in a tougher division with Seattle and Arizona, who are probably better than anybody in the NFC East right now. Um, I don't know the rest of their schedules. Rams don't have much offensive talent, but we'll see. Listen, the Rams might be better than the Eagles because Nick Foles is a better quarterback than Sam Bradford. So when you're talking about Nick Foles being better than Sam Bradford, oh, sorry, you got cut off. Yeah. No, he's not. He's not even the best. Oh no, he's the best on the team now. Yeah. Who else do they have? Exactly. All right. But um, but what I'm saying is. I think Bradford's going to be better this year. We'll see. Time we'll will see. tell. Let's let's take a quick look and what do you want to see? Because Bradford's supposed to play week two against the Ravens. What do you want to see? I want to see the accuracy everyone's talking about. How long do you think you want to see him play for? One quarter. That's it, just one. Oh yeah. You want to see Demarco in there? Or just keep him out completely. 
I trust him. I trust him. So what, what's, give us three key things that you want to see in the Eagles-Ravens game. By the end of the game, you want to say, I saw what I wanted to say. I'm actually going to be doing a fantasy draft, and I'm probably going to – You're not going to watch it. Okay. Now. All right. But had, if you were going to watch it intently, what would be three things you want to see? No injuries. No injuries. One. Okay. No injuries. Okay. No injuries. You said Bradford being accurate. And is there anybody else that you particularly want to see? Yeah, I'd like to see Alonzo's knee working out. Yeah, he started back with workouts since the concussion. I don't know if they're gonna he's gonna play or not though. Yeah. Um that would be nice. That would be three. Yeah. How about Jones look? I don't know. That that's not <laughs> I think he made a play. I remember hearing his name. Um He's just a special team guy. Yeah, he's just he was just signed for depth. No, he was assigned for special he's special he's like Brayman. Right, for special teams, that's if you need to do something. But I want to see him and Brayman just go go on special teams. Well, Brayman looked really good, so hopefully that'll be. Um, I guess that I guess that wraps it up. Yeah, no. Before we go, Darren, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't have anything specifically planned. Uh, probably not much. I don't have that much money. So hopefully something fun comes up. Maybe I'll see if any. Any chicks want to do something? There you go. Probably ladies, not. Ladies, if you're listening. If you're listening and you didn't shut us off and you're not completely annoyed give by us, my give voice Give them the yet. social media. Uh, I know my voice all uh, I'm at Matt Cisco and I will direct you to Garrett. Yeah, and uh, we're um, on Twitter at Talk with Matt and Garrett. Talk W Matt and Gary. You can also find at Matt Cisco. At Matt Cisco and I, and I will direct you ladies straight to Garrett's account. He will. He's um, a sexy bitch. I am pretty good looking. Oh, uh, on iTunes, you can find us at Talk Philly Talk with Gary and Matt, right? Philly Sports Talk with Gary and Matt. Philly Sports Talk with Gary and Matt. Uh, Philly Sports Talk with Gary. Oh, darn. It got cut off for some reason. And Matt. Um, but no, but for real, follow, uh, find us on iTunes, listen to the show. If you didn't get a chance to listen live. I know we're coming on at a different time than usual. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to be doing this for next few weeks and then we're gonna be moving days because I'm going to be coaching wheelchair basketball. Oh yeah. Um so we'll figure it out. We'll be we'll, talking about that too. That's a, that's a good cause. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, we'll have we'll have uh, a change of schedule. I'm gonna to try to get Gary out to one of the practices and yeah, check out the I'll go. Maybe I'll have an extra chair. Can I play? Oh uh, you can practice. You can't play. I would get destroyed. <laughs> I, I don't know oh how to work, I don't know how to work a wheelchair. You have no idea how hard that stuff is. Yeah. It's, it's I can insane. imagine. But um you know what? There's a lot of credit to those guys for doing I that. can't coach. I can't assist Eric on game days. Now, if you can do that, he goes to trips on a lot of weekends. So if you were legitimately able to help him on weekends, yeah. he might be able to get you in on a trip or two. I don't know what I could teach those guys because I don't know how to No, a wheelchair. When I was assistant coach and helping him the trip I went to Pittsburgh, we played cards at night. It was Not fun. Really. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but, but the one thing I did for him was I kept staff. Like, I kept hustle oh, I stats. Do that. I that. Hustle stats, like rebounds and assists and stuff. Yeah. Assist to turnover ratio. That kind of stuff he needs to. They're not to, hustle stats, they're actual stats. Right, but the, all they keep in wheelchair basketball that he can look at is points. So right. you don't keep points, you keep I everything keep else. keep assists, rebounds, steals, you know, this, that, that, that. Like uh, Harry Collins. Call me Harry Collins. There you go. But, um, yeah, I'll talk to Eric about that. Yeah. But anyway. We'll see. But anyway, for this weekend, I don't have anything specific. I am going to be. Crab and Beer Fest in Maryland 
National really? Harbor, Maryland, out just outside DC. With Jen. Hmm. I wonder if Todd's gonna be down there. Why is he? His girlfriend lives in Maryland. He goes down there all the time. Yeah, I know. I know she's got a girlfriend. Yeah, she lives in Maryland. She's kind of cute. Yeah, she lives in Maryland. I don't know where in Maryland. Um, or I don't know if he's gonna go to that thing, but I mean, he said that they just do random shit during the day and stuff. So maybe they will go to that. That'd be fun. Todd, big shout out, man. I've never, I've literally never seen you with a girl. Send him a text. See if, uh, it really, it really shocked me when Todd had a girlfriend. I'm like, what, what is this? And she, she's really cute. Uh, I think, I don't want his girlfriend to be listening, but I've seen him get some. He goes out there to the bar, gets a couple of drinks in him. He has some games. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, see, and, and I, he has a nice grind move. He does this, he did this grind move thing. Just go up to check and start grinding, and they grind back, and, you know. Really? Yeah. Right on. See, he, Todd and I, uh, we're, we're good friends. Jeremy and Todd. Gar, Todd is Garrett's best friend. Todd and I um, connect more due to music. Garrett's actually seen my kid work because of music a few times, or at least once. Yeah. Uh, that actually happens more than you think. Oh, the Roger Klein show. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, that's just because I'm crazy obsessed. No, but I only mentioned it because I, I know you told me to do random stuff, and it, when you said that, I don't know if that's the area of Maryland she lives in. I, yeah, I really have no this idea. Is a, this is right up by DC. But well, it might be. But if they go, shoot them a text. Dude, I'll, I'll, I'll call them and I'll tell them about it. Yeah. They're still tickets, though. But, uh, but, yeah, it should be a good time. I'm actually getting a break. Was it Crab and Beer? Crab and Beer Fest. I, I signed up for it, and I bought tickets. I started work, so they had to let me off. Normally, you can't get off on a Saturday in the casino business. Oh, right. Yeah, so, yeah, I got off, and it's amazing. And nice. I got off from Pi Gal class. No one's allowed to know, so this is our little secret. Yeah, I'm not going to. Well, for the, for the, for the 20, 20 or so listeners. Yeah, don't share it. Keep that a secret. Share everything else about our show. Tell people to listen. Oh, absolutely. But don't, but don't share that. Um, but no, have a good time. I no, mean, but it's nice to have a week. It, it's it's kind of a known secret, but like I I told the teacher in the beginning, she's like, oh, you already had plans, you know. Yeah. It's okay. They would never let me get. Huh? Did you tell the paperweight? Paperweight. Uh, what's her name? The chick who. Oh, Mimi. Mimi. No. No, dude, she's twenty years old. She's been married since eighteen. I don't get the Asian culture. Sony get married at eighteen. They're all well, not they're all. Um, my buddy Hugh, the, the Chinese guy, yeah. he got married and divorced. He's about to get married again doing it for financial reasons. We'll talk about it off the air. Right. But anyway, so, um, all right, guys. So, uh, Gary and I have bits of catching up to do. Um, give us, leave us some comments. Let us know what you yeah, like, again, don't like. Again, at Matt Cisco on Twitter or at Talk with Matt and Gary. That's Talk W Matt and Gary. Uh, our phone number never changes, 602753. One, one five nine seven. seven. So or whenever we're broadcasting live, you guys can call in, or you can follow us on iTunes at Philly Talk with Philly, Philly Sports. Philly Sports Talk. Philly Sports Talk with Garrett and Matt. Um, no, nothing with the ego. Not saying who gets top billing, but that's the name. That's the name. So we yeah. didn't want you to find the right place. Um, I want to thank Garrett. Uh, usually I lead the show, direct the show. I'm too tired today, so we kind of scatterbrained it. Yeah, I came Garrett, in and, Garrett, and Matt was laying in his bed, and he's like, "Let's do the podcast up here." And not only that, I would have fallen asleep. And I don't want to mention that I'm in bed with Matt doing a podcast. I thought that would go over pretty poorly. Well, I figured you'd sit down then. Unless yeah. you wanted to cuddle. No. No, you want to cuddle. Jen. Anyway. <laughs> Jen's listening, Matt. You want to be quiet. All right. Well,
keep it secret. <laughs> anyway, Gary and I have some stuff to talk about. And we're not going to be cuddling, I promise. No, we're not cuddling. Um, all right, guys. Good show. Thanks uh, for listening. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned. Talk to you.